Every month, we offer exciting new webinars for our community. Topics include how to use retirement accounts to buy real estate overseas, how to get a second passport in Latin America, why you should sell your stock portfolio and move your money offshore, how to buy beachfront rental properties in Brazil for less than $100,000, or apartments in Paraguay for less than $60,000. If you want to join us for free for these presentations with live Q&A, insider secrets, and exclusive opportunities with my professional network of experts, then go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for free upcoming presentations. expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. We all dream of seeing the world, but the realities of living somewhere outside your place of birth can be daunting to say the least. Welcome to the Expat Money Show, helping you make the most out of your overseas career through conversations with successful expats on investing, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, and continual education, all while sharpening your financial acumen. Now, please welcome your host with over 20 years of overseas experience, Mikkel Thorup. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mikhail Thorpe, and today I'm interviewing myself. That's right. Today, to celebrate, which was actually supposed to be episode number 75, today is actually episode number 79, um, I am going to interview myself. I've got some questions here from people. I want to tell you guys what I have been up to. It's been about six months since we've done this. Uh, We did episode number 25, I interviewed myself, and episode number 50, and I wanted to do 75, but things were a little bit crazy at the time, and uh, and I didn't get a chance. So today is episode 79. I can't believe it. We have done 79 weeks straight of the Expat Money Show every single Friday uh, for 79 weeks. Wow, that's intense. I remember when I first started this, I wasn't even sure if I was going to like it, if, uh, if this was something I wanted to do. And I, I jumped on the microphone the very first time recorded an episode, and then we didn't actually go live with the show for like another three months. So I I recorded episode one, about two or three months went by, and then I recorded 10 episodes in, I think, about a week and a half or two weeks or something like that. And then the day that we went live, um, yeah, we I think we missed one week somewhere in there, but then we made it up afterwards. But yeah, basically 79 weeks straight we've been going. So pretty amazing to me. And uh, before you know it, we'll be at 100. And uh, I, think, I think it's just a bit of a milestone to even get this far, you know, to be able to do something and, and, and put it into place and stick with it, you know, because it's so easy just to go, I'm not going to do this this week. Like, you know, this is uh, Monday afternoon here or Monday night, I should say. I'm about to take a flight in a couple of hours. And it would be so easy for me to say, you know what, I'm just not going to do an episode this week. It's okay. Never mind. But yeah, for me, it is an amazing feeling to be able to do this every single Friday and talk to you guys. And I've had such an amazing opportunity interviewing people, having people like Richard Mayberry and Doug Casey and and John Perkins on the show has just been unbelievable. And there's just been so many great people. Um, I'm just so thrilled. The fact that I got to speak to Grant Cardone for an hour and five minutes is when his team told me, oh, I'd get 20 minutes. It took us 10 and a half months to set up that interview back and forth over and over and over again, proving our download numbers, how many countries were around the world we're in. And uh, his team tells me, oh, you get 20 minutes with him. And he was happy to stay on the phone with me for an hour and five minutes. Um, has been such an amazing experience. And I'm so grateful 
that I started this and that I've been able to meet so many of the fans of the show and so many of the amazing guests that have been on the show. So thank you for listening. And let's jump in today with what has been going on over the last six months. So if you were on my email newsletter, EMS Pulse, which goes out every single day, I think we're at about nearly 300 days straight now I've been writing that, then you know all about my book. Um, yes, I hit you over the head with the book, but that's because I'm really proud of it. I spent a lot of time and energy and effort writing that book. Um, some people have said, oh, you know, it, it's so simple. It's, it, there's, it just makes sense. I'm like, okay, yes, it is simple, but that's really how the book is supposed to be written. Like, if I tried to take 20 years of experience of being an expat and put it all into one book, you know, this, this thing would have been the size of a phone book. What I tried to do was pull out the key nuggets of wisdom that are going to be evergreen, that are not going to change tomorrow, and try to include them. The things to start thinking about. This is not a, uh, a 101 guide, every single thing you need to know about being an expat. It's just not reasonable to expect something like that. It's in compliments to this podcast, to EMS Pulse, the daily newsletter that I just told you, the blog articles, which go out every week as well. You know, it's, it's an overall package. And to make things a little bit sweeter, I included a whole bunch of bonuses that come with the book. So at the end of every chapter, I think pretty much every chapter, there is a URL that takes you to a membership site. And then all you have to do is put in your name and email address, and you have access to a whole heap of additional content. So it basically doubles the length of the book, but you only have to read then the things that are applicable to you. So if you're really into gold and silver, then we've got a special report on that. If you're really into medical tourism, there's a special report on that. I have secret un unpublished podcast episodes on there. I have access to courses, to videos. I even have access to EMS Rolodex, which is literally a chance to contact the people that I know in the offshore space. So if you're looking for a really good CPA or accountant, a lawyer, a tax specialist, a banker, anything like that, you're going to have access to that. All you have to do is write in, tell me what you need, and I'll do my best to make an introduction. This makes things a lot easier for you. You know, you don't have to start sifting through thousands of articles online. You know, you go to one place, you fill out your information, you tell me what you need, and I will do my best to get it to you. Oh, and it's free. It comes with the purchase of your book. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, all the extra things I was able to do with the book. And if you haven't gotten a copy yet, then go to expatsecretsbook.com and it will take you right to the page and you can purchase that. It's on Kindle and it is in paperback. I've thought about doing it in hardcover and audiobook and it is on the tables. Uh, maybe you guys can let me know if you guys are big audiobook fans, if I have enough fans who are interested in that. Maybe I will sit down for a day and record the content and get it all edited. It's just, uh, it's just a lot of work, and you can imagine I probably have a lot of things on my plate right now. So the book made it to number one bestseller in the United States in multiple categories, which I am very, very humbled by. Um, it actually spent 11 weeks on the bestseller list uh, for international taxation, for international law, for a whole bunch of other categories, which just really amazed me. And, and really floored me, actually. You know, it's one of those things when you launch something and you put so much of your heart and soul into it, and then you don't know, are people going to like this? Is this going to be what they want? You know, I did that book more or less by myself. You know, I had 
a proofreader and an editor and a graphic designer, but the majority of the stuff, I did it myself, you know? So that's just long nights, pen in hand, going over it over and over and over again. You know, we did seven iterations of the book and 22 iterations of the interior design of the book to make it look um, the way that I wanted. And, you know, you put it out there and you you get a little bit scared, you know, is anyone going to buy this? Are we, am I going to sell one copy of this? And then you're watching the screen, one copy, two copies, 10 copies, 50 copies, 100 copies. And it's like, wow, I was totally floored by this, um, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have so many of the amazing guests that have been on this show to email their friends and their followers and uh, recommend the book as well. So that's a big shout out to everybody who did that. I am super grateful to you uh, for being a friend and uh, for contributing. So I want to talk to you guys next about what we have planned this year as a family because I like to do these episodes from quite a personal approach. I want to let you guys know what I'm doing in my life as an expat. So you've probably heard on the podcast where I had talked about us shopping for a house in Thailand. So my mom went over last year and started looking for a place. Um, she lives in the Middle East here. She takes care of my daughter for me. And she went over for about a month uh, looking for a house for us. And we got into the visa process and we started talking to the realtors and we started talking to the lawyers and just trying to get information for ourselves. And I actually have a very good friend of mine, uh, Mike Michelini, who's been on the guest, a guest on the show, and he just relocated to Thailand with his wife, who is also Chinese, and they also have young children. So he was able to give me a lot of insider information on it, um, what the things that he'd been through. And we looked at the whole package and decided this really wasn't for us. It, it just didn't fit the boxes that we wanted, where you can exit and re-enter the country every 30 days and everything will be fine, you know? Um, for this, you actually have to fly out of the country. You can't drive across the border. So there's no, you're not able just to drive over to Myanmar or to one of the other neighboring countries and then just come straight back in. You actually have to fly out, which made things a lot more difficult. And like I said, 30 days opposed to say 90 days, like a lot of countries. So it didn't work for us in that regard. We definitely had to get permanent residency. And we started looking at that. There were huge economic investments that you would need to make in the country. So you would either have to buy a property that was worth a certain amount of dollars to get permanent residency, or you needed to open up a business and hire a certain amount of uh, Thai staff that were going to work for you full-time to be able to open a business visa there. Then there were still some complications with that. Um, there was also there were some other investment options. And then the one that my friend Mike did was his kids went to school there. And because he's the guardian of a student, they were able to get visas for the whole family. But apparently year one is moderately difficult to get and year two becomes more difficult and year three becomes more difficult after that. That's my understanding. Also, the amount of money that you have to have aside in a bank account also grows as the time that you are there. So these were not really good options for us. And when we talk about our expat journey, we're always looking at how easy things are going to be. And we want to get um, second passports, especially for my wife, because she's Chinese. Uh, the visa-free travel for China is quite low. So she's actually missed several trips with me because she hasn't been able to get the visa in time. 
And I'll tell you about a couple of those in a minute. But so to continue, we looked at Thailand. Um, that was kind of our dream place that we wanted to go, and we decided not to. Um, that was a bit heartbreaking, considering we had spent so much time and energy and and money sending my mom over for a month shopping and looking and everything like that. Um, but then we started list, uh, looking at Malaysia next, and Malaysia was a little bit easier on the visa process. Now I've been to Malaysia many, many times. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't even count how many times. When I lived in Singapore, we used to go to Johor Bahru all the time, like. At least every couple of weeks or once a month, we would drive over to Johor Bahru, and I went to KL many, many, many times, twenty times, twenty times plus. And it is a beautiful country, and the food is incredible there, and there's so many interesting and cool people. But it was not my ideal paradise. It's just not what I had in my mind. Um, there is a lot of problems with safety these days. Uh, which is definitely a big concern of mine. There's a lot of petty crime and violent crime there. Um, maybe you guys will disagree with me, and I'll get some hate mail for this. But we drove many times from KL all around the country um, with friends of mine who were Malaysians, and the stories that I had heard from them, things that had happened to their family, to their friends, to their uh, community, were unreal, and that's. Quite shocking for me, coming from the Middle East, where I live in Abu Dhabi, which is just like the safest place in the whole world. Um, I think it was going to be too much of a jump to move to somewhere like KL or to one of the other cities. So, K, so Malaysia was off the list, and we moved on, and we started looking at some other places. And we looked at Korea, and my best friend lives in Korea, and we looked quite hard at that. My wife speaks Korean as a second language. Actually, I guess she speaks it as a third language, and we just love the country. We love the food and the people, and the safety was fine. And the cost of living was a little bit more than we wanted, especially when we're young entrepreneurs and we're building a business. We want to try to keep our costs low. But the real problem with Korea is I'm very used to like big spaces. I, I have a very, very, very big apartment, and in Korea. To get something that was going to be decent was either going to be way too expensive, or it was going to be way too small. And I just thought this is not how I want to raise my daughter. So we had to close the door on Korea as well. So those were kind of the main countries that we had looked at in Asia. We looked at China, but because I do the podcast and I do so much of my business online, it just didn't make sense because of the restrictions they put on the internet there. They have basically China internet, and then. And you need really, really strong VPNs to access it, and you know, we didn't really like the idea of that. But we did look at Shenzhen and some of the other places in China,、um, and then we looked at the Philippines, which which met us on the price point, and the visas were not too bad, but it just didn't seem like a place that I would want to live. And and I love the Philippines; I've been there to, for holidays and visiting and scuba diving and stuff like that. But I didn't think that's where I wanted to live full time. So, like I said, we we looked at a bunch of countries in Asia. Then we decided, okay, well, let's look at Latin America. So we lo started looking at all the different countries through Latin America. We looked at Colombia, and I spent a lot of time there back in two thousand three or two thousand four. It's a beautiful country, but it just didn't fit what we were looking for.、And、then we looked at Argentina, which would just be amazing. I've never had a chance to visit, but I'm sure that I would fall in love with the place. And 
But we decided we wanted to be somewhere warm. And I don't think Argentina really uh, qualifies as a warm country. So that one was off. We started looking at Belize. We're actually doing a bunch of presentations and webinars and things on Belize at the moment because that is a fantastic country. It is English-speaking. Visa process is very easy. Uh, you can live out on the islands in the Caribbean. And there's just so many great things going for it. So that was a close second. But the one that we decided on, and perhaps you guys already know this, but the one that we decided on was Panama. And Panama has so much going for it these days. It's just unbelievable. The country has changed so much since I first went there in 2002. It's, it's just been a dream. It's, it's like the, the Singapore, the Hong Kong of Latin America. Huge banking sector, uh, very modern city, but the cost, of low, the cost of living is much lower. So what has been described to me as uh, just like Miami, except one quarter the price. Now, that sounds just about perfect to me. So you've got the Pacific side and you have the Atlantic side, uh, basically the Caribbean. And there is the highlands, the mountains and stuff like that. You have jungles, you have a big city, you have Panama City, which is quite metropolitan. You can do anything you want there. Um, I speak Spanish as a second language, even if my Spanish is a little bit rusty, I do speak Spanish. So I've always been super excited about getting back in there and perfecting my Spanish. And most importantly, the visa process is dead easy. So they have what's called the Panama Friendly Nations visa. And this thing is amazing. I've never come across a visa like this anywhere else in the world. And if you guys have, please let me know. Uh, shoot me an email at support at mikelthorpe.com. But uh, for me, this is about the best visa in the world right now. So the way it works is... Uh, it's open to 40 some odd countries, 43 or something like that. And you apply as a resident. You have to open a bank account and a company there and show some ties to the, the country. So I think it's something like $5,000 that you have to keep in a bank account. And you have to visit the country in person. And once you do this, you're able to, to apply as a permanent resident. From my reading and understanding, if you work with a reputable um, lawyer or accountant or CPA or firm or anything like this, uh, you will get in. Like they, you won't be refused for pretty much any reason. So, so it's a lot of it is formality. You basically fill out the forms, do the police reports, um, show all the documentation and the money, and you're going to get. So I did a lot of research on a firm to go with. You know, this is, this is my family. We're bringing all of us over here, all four of us over here to Panama. And I did a lot of research. And I settled on an amazing firm uh, that the girl, the woman who owns it, has just been so helpful. She's introduced us to real estate agents, to everything that we need to get settled and she speaks perfect English, and she lets me message her back and forth, lots of little questions, super attentive, and I've been on a video chat with her many times now, so I feel really confident about it. Um, if you guys want to know more about the Panama Visa, the Panama Friendly Nations, and you want to get an introduction, I don't mind doing that. Just shoot me an email to support at mikelthorup.com, M-I-K-K-E-L-T-H-O-R-U-P.com, okay? And the best thing about Panama, well, at least in my mind as a hardcore libertarian, is the tax system there. So although they do have income tax there, they do not charge you income tax if you earn money online. 
So if you actually earn your money outside of the country, if you have your business registered outside of the company and the, and the, the patrons are, say, from the United States or from Canada or Australia or UK or Japan or anything like this, then they don't charge you tax. So for me, it is a tax-free country. And I have a very, very good visa that is good for me and my wife and my daughter and my mother. I can sponsor all of them, and it's not too expensive per additional uh, dependent that goes on there. And I can work in the country if I wanted to have a job. Um, I don't because I have my own business. But uh, if I was so inclined, I could get a job there. I could work there. And although that China is not part of the Friendly Nations visa, because she is my spouse, I can sponsor her just fine. So if your spouse is not part of the Friendly Nations visa that can apply, you can most likely sponsor them under your visa. So if you're from Western Europe or Australia or Canada, the States or anything like that, and your spouse is from, you know, Africa or Latin America or Asia or something like that, you can most likely sponsor them as well. So I thought this was really, really cool. And after five years, you can apply for citizenship. So you get the residency within the first couple of months, and you can work there, and you can do business there, and everything like that. It's tax-free. And after five years, if you can prove strong economic ties to the country, basically strong, strong ties showing that you want to build your life there, you can apply for citizenship and get a second passport. And now we're moving down there full-time, so this is going to be no problem for us whatsoever. Um, you don't have to apply for permanent, or sorry, you don't have to apply for citizenship. You can apply just for residency and come and go as you like. And your residency will stay active as long as you visit the country one day every two years. That is like insane. Like I've never seen a residency like that. My residency here in the UAE is certainly, certainly not like that. Um, it's every two years or three years. They, they changed it, then they changed it back, then they changed it again. I'm not sure what it is at the moment. But we'd have to do a huge medical exam, and we'd have to do all these things and reapply for the visa and go down to immigration. You don't have to do any of that kind of stuff for Panama. You just have to make sure that you step foot one day every two years to keep your permanent residency open. And that will keep going for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, you know? So as a plan B, it also makes sense for a lot of people. So if you are a little bit concerned about what's going on in the world, you know, with your governments, and, and you think, well, you know, if something happens, if, if things get bad here, and I want to move overseas, um, you know, it's good to have a, a permanent residency already in place. Because in a lot of places, you can't just show up and stay, you know, like, you have to enter and exit the country, say, every 30 days, like I said, with Thailand. You know, maybe some countries a little bit longer, but you can't just live on a tourist visa in, in most countries. Um, you need to show tax residency or permanent residency somewhere else. So that's another good thing. Um, as a Canadian, I'm a non-resident of Canada. Um, I'm able to show that I'm a tax resident of Panama. And so I won't have the Canadian tax agencies uh, hounding me asking for money, uh, which they're not going to get. You know, I've been gone for 20 years, but I don't want to... Uh, push them or, or prod the beast, you know. So anyways, um, we're really, really excited about Panama. And that's all the information I have for you off the top of my head about the Friendly Nations visa. However, I will be writing about the topic in detail as I go through this journey of our move from the UAE to Panama. 
and I'm going to try to put out a whole heap of articles. I'm going to do some really official, really well-edited ones, and then I'll probably do a lot of shorter, just first-person ones, just stream of consciousness, my thought process as I go through it. And that's usually my daily newsletters, uh, EMS Pulse. So if you guys are not subscribed to that, make sure you go to expatmoneyshow.com and right on the front page right there, you will see a place that you can put in your name and email address and you can even get um, a special report that I did called 15 Global Strategies for Protecting Your Wealth. And it's an infographic report. I got a great response from people on it. Make sure you get that and join EMS Pulse. I come at you every single day. That's what I said, 250, 300 days straight um, emails. And I don't bulk write these. These are not an autoresponder sequence. These are not written six months ago. This is every day I sit down for 60 minutes and I write exactly what is going on as I'm building my business, as I'm traveling around the world. You know, I visit probably 20 countries a year and circumnavigate the planet, I don't even know, 10, 20, 30 times a year, going all over the place, conferences, meeting with people, uh, big business meetings, investments, and I break it all down for you. So it really is a case study of what it is like to build an international business, uh, starting as one person, and now we are a small team of about, I'd say about six or eight of us now, and uh, what that process is like. So it's pretty cool because I've had people on the newsletter from right at the beginning and they've been able to see the journey. And I get people who read it every day. It just becomes part of um, your daily routine. And it's full of actionable insights. It's not just me rambling. There's heaps of action in there. Uh, things that you're going to be able to put into your own life, into your own business, little tidbits of secrets and knowledge and uh, gems that are going to help you make more money, reduce your tax bill, uh, regain some privacy and control over your life. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about is a big one. And I've been hinting about this for six months now. Six months. Wow. Um, since November, I have been in talks with taking over a very large website in the offshore space. And a lot of you probably already know what it is, but I'm going to give you a bit of the history, how this came about. So at the Henley conference last November, Henley is a big partnership where they do citizenship by investment. And they do, they have a team of lawyers that work all over the world and they sell their advice on how to buy citizenships. Um, so they had a big conference last year. They're a good firm and they know exactly what they're doing. Um, they, I, I, I can't fault them on that. I will tell you right now, if, you, if you're going to go and Google them, they're ridiculously expensive. Like they're just crazy amounts of money. Actually, a lot of the information that I put out in my book on the blog, on the daily newsletter, in the podcast. Uh, I actually give away for free. They actually charge thousands of dollars for information um, that I share with you guys 100% free. I had someone who bought my book uh, who works in this space and told me they absolutely hate you. You know, you are a massive disruptor in this industry. Stuff that you're giving away for free, they charge thousands of dollars for. Just, you know, so you buy the book for $15 or you sit down with the lawyer and he charges you $1,000. That's the type of content that I like to give out, the first-person perspective stuff. So anyways, um, 
there was the Henley Conference in Dubai last year, and I had my team reaching out. I really wanted to get Leif Simon on the show. And I went through his publicist, or I should say my team went through his publicist, and we got him on the show. And we got his wife, Kathy, as well, Kathleen Petticor, who were both awesome people and have become friends of mine. And I've been talking to them lots in this last six months. But they said, uh, the, the publicist said to us, listen, if you want to get Leaf, I've got another guy. He's great. He's an international real estate guru. He's been in the industry for 20, 30 years, something like that. And he owns his own real estate development company. And uh, he's an expat and he's lived all over the world and he's traveled and he speaks on stage. And we're like, wow, sounds great. So get him on. So his name was Mike Cobb and I got a chance to interview him. And when we spoke, we just hit it off straight away. It was awesome. Like I just learned so much from him and we really liked the conversation and we chatted you know, for a half an hour or an hour after the call. And then back and forth emails over and over again. And he said, oh, my business partner is going to be at the Henley Conference in Dubai uh, in November. You know, if you're going to be there as well, I'll send an introduction and and you guys can meet. And I thought, um, you know, I, I wasn't planning on attending the conference. So I emailed them and you know, told them that I'm, I work in media and things like that. And if I could get a ticket and they said they were totally full. So never mind, couldn't get the ticket. So I drove down to Dubai that weekend and I found out what hotel they were staying at and I made dinner plans with them. So it was actually the head of a bank, the head of the law firm, um, and a couple of other heads of companies. And we all went out for dinner, maybe 10 of us or something like that, all in the offshore space. And I sat down um, with this gentleman, and his name is Joel Nagel. And we started chatting, and he started telling me about this website. And I'll get to which website it is in a minute. But So he started telling me about this website and his business and what he does with his law firm. And basically, he's an asset protection lawyer. And he was the ambassador to Austria and all these things. Well, we must have talked for three, four hours straight. And really got along well. And I went out afterwards. He had an early morning flight the next day. I went out afterwards with drinks with the rest of the guys, the head of the bank and everything like that. And it was a great time. And I made friends with everyone. So a week later, we tried to get Joel on the podcast. And, uh, and we were lucky enough that he gave us some of his time. And uh, we did record that episode. It went live. I don't have the episode number here. But if you Google search expat money show, uh, expat money show Joel Nagel, you'll find that one. And we recorded, I, I, I was so surprised. Usually I do a 60-minute interview. This one we recorded for an hour and 20 minutes. It was just like we just kept going and going and going. Because the, the information is just so gold. Like, it's just, it's amazing. You know, this is arguably the most famous asset protection lawyer in the world. Like, hard stop, in the world. And, you know, he charges $1,000, $1,500 an hour. And he was nice enough to give me two hours of his time. And I just asked him every single question I could think about of international asset protection. So foundations, trusts, offshore companies, offshore banking, everything that you could think of. You know? And then we went on and we co-authored the 15 Global Strategies to Protect Your Wealth, the one I just told you about. Um, and we became friends. And we started taking phone calls every week. And I actually took a flight over. He was nice enough to invite uh, 
us over to Austria. And we stayed in his six-bedroom apartment right downtown Vienna, and we went sightseeing every day, and we went to the museums, and we were there for, I don't know, just under a week or something like that, spending time with him and his wife and a couple of his kids, and, uh, and we just had an amazing time. And these guys had a website called Escape Artist. And this website was originally founded in 1997. That's when they registered the domain. And it's been, a, it's been a website in the offshore space since then, since 1997. That's like insane. That's early days of the internet, let alone one business continuing to go. However, it's had several owners over these years. And apparently, and I don't know all the history, but apparently the guy who started the website uh, had a stroke. And it had a big impact on the site and on the business. And then I'm not sure how much longer he, he kind of got better. And then he had another stroke. This is what I've been told. He had two strokes. So I think it just kind of sat dormant for a while without a lot being done. Then another gentleman took it over. And apparently some bad things happened. I, don't, I really don't know the history in that period. But then it got inherited by Joel Nagel and Mike Cobb. And... They've been sinking money into this and rebuilding the business. But what they didn't have was a quote-unquote rock star. And that's what they felt like they really needed. Someone in the offshore space who could be a real personality. You know, there's some other big people in the offshore space who are these larger-than-life personalities who are really outspoken and, and uh, in everyone's face. And, and they get things done and they put out a hype of content and they speak on stage and they do all kinds of great things. And... Some of them are, are really great guys, and some of them are not so great guys. You know, I've met some of them, and um, I won't name any names. I'm not going to name and shame here. But, uh, but escape artists, they just, they just didn't have this rock star. So that's what they wanted from me. They wanted me to take over the website um, as a partner with them, partner up with them, syndicate my podcast, the one you are listening to right now, The Expat Money Show, and syndicate it on there, and then take over all of the publishing. So we have been redoing the website. We officially took it over on April 27th, um, which is really not long ago at all. I have been working realistically between 16 and 18 hours a day, every single day since I took it over on April 27th. We had to redo the website uh, main page, the footers, the headers, uh, a lot of the content was out of date, so we're getting rid of old content. We're updating it. There was a lot of problems with the SEO uh, articles. They we didn't have proper sub subheadings. So we are going through manually and fixing several thousand articles by hand uh, with an SEO team to make sure that we don't damage the SEO. But this is a website that has huge domain authority and ranks extraordinarily well in the offshore space but it didn't have a lot of TLC over these last couple of years. So I'm bringing it back to life. I've taken over their email newsletter. I've taken over the website. I have a small team that's working with me, and I am stepping up as the rock star. And I say this quote-unquote because this is kind of how they've dubbed me. I think my official title is the Director of Content and Marketing, but we just shortened it to the Director because uh, I thought that sounded kind of like a a super villain or something, and I thought that was kind of cool. I always saw myself as more of a hero, but I don't know. The director sounds kind of like a super villain. Anyways, so that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been working on. 
We are leaving the Middle East, and we are moving to Panama, and we are opening an office there for escape artists so that I can have my team members in-house. No more of this digital nomads uh, doing work for me on the beach, although I think it's cool. Um, it is very difficult to get the most out of my employees when they work like this. I need to be able to see them. I need to have eyeballs on them at all times. So they come in, you know, you if you get give me eight hours, I want eight hours. I want to be able to see what you're doing and do things in real time. You know, I have ideas and brainstorming and projects are on the go. I don't want to email someone and then have to wait five hours or the next day to get it back. So we are opening an office in Panama and we will be doing a whole bunch of the work from there. And we're going to be doing coaching and consulting. Um, if you guys have been on my email newsletter for a while, you will see I've been doing offshore custom offshore plans for people. We're going to continue them. They're very popular. Um, if you want more information on that, uh, send me an email at support at mikhailthorup.com, and I'll see if I can get you set up with that. Basically, we get someone on a fact-finding call for you. They spend half an hour, an hour, understanding all about your finances. And then me and my team map out a plan for you on how to legally reduce your taxes and uh, save you a lot of money on your business using the offshore structures. Um, if you have special investments, we make sure they're structured in a tax-efficient way. And it's, uh, it's more planning. Um, but uh, yeah, if I don't know any of the answers myself, if I don't know this specific thing, then I go directly to the tax lawyer or directly to the CPA who are friends of mine who are more than happy to spend a bit of time. And this doesn't cost you anything extra. So instead of paying the lawyer $1,000 an hour to listen to you and everything like that, we've, we've come up with a quite an economical package. So we're going to be doing those through Escape Artist. Um, we will be doing um, additional info products. We will be coming out with new articles every day, maybe two a day, maybe three a day. We will see how much me and my team can write. Um, as I said, we will be syndicating the podcast down there, so we will keep coming out with new uh, audio episodes like this one you are listening to right now, as well as fantastic interviews with um, some of the best minds in the offshore space and the expat space. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I have been doing for the last six months. Um, not a lot else to say. I've attended a bunch of conferences um, did some webinars. Um, I had some webinars on Teak with Rachel Jensen, which is phenomenal. You can find out the details at expatmoneyshow.com. Um, the recording is up of that. I've had so many people watch that and love that type of a presentation. We did a big webinar, and then we played a whole bunch of testimonials from people who have actually purchased the Teak, and then we did like a really nice fireside chat um, question and answers, um, and we recorded the whole thing, and you can get that for free. Uh, and you'll find all the links at expatmoneyshow.com. I'm trying to think of anything else that uh, you guys might want to know, any more insider information, things that have been going on. But I think that's it. Anyways, thank you very, very much for your love and support, guys. Please keep the emails coming. Um, I get fan mail every single day multiple times a day. If you don't hear back, that doesn't mean that I didn't receive it. It doesn't mean that I don't love you too. It just means that maybe I'm a little bit overwhelmed and my inbox is full, but uh, give me a bit of time and I'll do my best to get back to you, okay? If you guys ever need anything, you hit me up at support 
at mikelthorpe.com and my team will respond to you and uh, if you need one of those custom offshore plans or if you need help with the Panama Friendly Nations visa, if you need help with the offshore incorporation or the offshore bank account, my team will point you in the right direction uh, and we'll do our best to help you, okay? I will talk to you guys soon and expect a new episode next Friday of the Expat Money Show at expatmoneyshow.com and I'm out. I'll talk to you soon. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe- I have managed to secure exclusive rights to a block of villas in one of the hottest up-and-coming regions in my current home country, Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop, capitalizing on the globally recognized resort brand coming to Panama. We will discuss how the tourism landscape in this region will change rapidly upon the public announcement of this project and how I have secured the rights for my clients to capitalize on this opportunity before anyone else. Thanks to my connections in the region, I have negotiated pricing that front runs everyone else. Think early, early bird pricing. From gourmet restaurants to vibrant clubs, poolside activities, and even live bands, this resort is going to pump some serious life into the region. But this isn't what excites me or what should excite you either. The exciting part is that these world-class amenities and top brand will attract tens of thousands of tourists. Tourists who will fork over top dollar to stay at our investment properties. Register free at expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for this free real estate workshop. See you on May 4th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinar.